1: But the basic one is God has power. And it is key. In fact, that's just the only thing I have to share today. It is key that if you know God, you rest. There's no other word today. You know, um, the pastor was talking about sitting comfortably on your chair on Friday, right? Okay. If you miss throw room, you miss the Lord. Praise God. Sitting comfortably. Why? Because you have confidence that your chair can carry you. Nobody sits on this chair, you know, sits on it now, hanging one leg up and, you know, because you have confidence, you know, that the chair will carry you. God is bigger than that chair you're sitting on. Yeah. See, that is why when, when we pray, it's good to, to pray and say, Father, help my own belief. <laughs> because man is limited by what they see. Man is limited by what he can feel and touch. Okay, so, but as we go on in today's study, we will see that we have to transit from being just men To become spirit. It is only spirit that can feel the pulse of God. (laughs) Praise God. Praise the Lord. Believe God. And when we believe God. The thing is. It helps to experience God personally. It helps your belief. When you experience God. Personally. No matter how little it is. It helps you to go to the next level. Because then nobody can take that away from you. Praise God. When in your walk with God, don't look for the mountain to... No. If you get that and you're able to do that, praise God. You are powerful, right? But it is from glory to glory. So, what helps my belief? There are, the are areas of God I believe. That, in fact, that I'm still married today energizes me through every trials of life. Because why? I've seen the dead come back to life. And it's only God that could have done that. Your personal encounter with God... Changes your belief system, it is not second-hand information. They didn't just preach it, you lived it, you you felt it, you touched it, you experienced it. Praise God. You know, it says, For you shall know the truth. It didn't say you shall know the circumstance around you. The truth is constant, the truth is one. It doesn't matter how many things are unfolding in front of you. Like you said, we (laughs) this is a very interesting time, amen. Yes. But the the truth of the word of God you know is what makes you unshakable. You know, this time pastor was preaching, he was talking about the anchor. The sheep and the anchor. See, as long as the anchor touches the ground, the wave can beat the sheep anywhere. But it goes nowhere. Why? Because the anchor is down there on the ground. That's the truth of the word of God. When you know the truth, you are free. Somebody said, um, somebody gave a a gift of... um, Let's say, for example, you bring in a, I brought in a Civic, right? Uh, my wife's car, yeah? And um, while in church, they say uh, the car has been stolen, okay? And somebody said, in that same sentence, said, there is a Mercedes Benz 2023 model waiting for me. And I have confidence in the person that is giving that message. Will I be worried? What is the truth there? The person giving the message is the truth. My confidence in that person, if any other person comes and tells me that I will run out of this church, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> but the truth, my confidence is anchor on who is passing that information. So, if you are going through a messy situation and Jesus Christ is saying, "Lo, I am with you always. Why would you be worried? Praise God. My reality is Jesus. You know, what I was praying today. For once, most, you know, everybody tuned on to the local channels to listen to the. I don't even know what happened today. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> you see, because my reality is Jesus. Do you understand? It doesn't matter. It's in the plan. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's, that's what we're talking about. When you experience God like that, nobody will preach to you now. Praise God. But rather, you preach to other people. Hmm? You share the word of God to other people. Listen, some people may never read the Bible, yeah? But can your life just be the epistle they read? Can they see where you were 10 years ago and where you are today? Is that a testament of the faithfulness of God? Praise God. Did you get that? Somebody may never read the Bible. But if he knows you 10 years ago and he sees you today, can he testify that he has seen God? He has seen the faithfulness of God. That's what Christianity is is all about. It's not about putting on nice clothes, smelling fine. That one follow, praise God. But it's not just about that. It doesn't even matter at the end of the day. Okay, what matters is that you reflect Christ. That haven't walked with God for a little while, people begin to see you and they see God. That haven't walked with God for a little while. When I'm looking for God, I just look at you, and there's a reflection of God I see in you. That I can look at you and see what you've been through and where you are. I can say, yes, God will bring me out from where I am now. Do you understand? Isn't that Bible? That's the Bible. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, um, two days ago, while I was home, my wife brought, um, she was showing me a video and in that video, I'll just explain because that video actually explained what pastor was trying to communicate to us on Sunday. And in that video, this lady was home and, you know, a friend walked up to her in the house and said, sorry, she's got bad news that her husband had passed on. And immediately she said that the lady just burst into laughter and said, laughing. I said, laughing. Uncontrollably, she was just laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. The <laughs> lady said, Did you hear what I just said? I don't know. What's funny? Did I just cry? Your husband is dead. Why are you laughing? And while she was still laughing, while this lady was still in confusion, another call came. And the call said, That man that was once dead has come back to life. Praise God. And the the next scene they showed was this same lady that brought the news. She was home with her family and her phone rang. And it was a landlord talking. The landlord said, If you don't pay your rent, so soon and so time, we are coming to you. Immediately he dropped the call. woman just burst into laughter. Do you get the story now? Yes. <laughs> Some people don't get the story. <laughs> the one that brought the story of death and saw the power and the manifestation of God, God's revelation, so she understood how it plays you understood how you did it work, praise God so when the call came that would have put her in despair and confusion, she laughed, praise God listen, the devil is not in control of your life no matter how one's life is looking like right now as long as you are saved and you are a child of God God has the final say over your life so you can laugh can somebody just laugh? (laughs) <laughs> Hallelujah. My life is in the hands of God. He paid, listen, the kind of price that was paid for my life is no joke. They didn't kill Ram. It says, that the Son of the Living God. What it means is that there must be value over me, that the Son of God will come and die for me. So why should I be afraid of the devil? Why should I be afraid? Like like we've all been saying, we have to know. See, if you don't know, it avails you nothing. And the way you know, you know, is that you begin to do. He say, faith is now. Now means you begin to act like somebody that God has spoken to. You begin to act like somebody that God has delivered. You begin to act like somebody that God has saved. It It is now. So it doesn't matter how you feel in your body. You begin to act like somebody that is well. It's a travesty to be sick. Listen, I'm not in the school of thought that says a believer can't be sick. I'm not in that school of thought too, because maybe I won't fall sick more than most people here. Praise God. But you don't know what the difference is. I wake up every morning expecting to be healed. He says weeping may endure for... See, The night may be long. But see, the confidence that I have is joy will come. So when I go to bed sick... I don't wake up wondering. I wake up and I check, am I healed today? Praise God. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. You have to know. If you don't know, you can't do exploit. He said, for they that know their God. He said, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall what corrupt, which was flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploit. See, the people who know their God, if you know your God, you have the license for exploit. Listen, see, like somebody said, yes, your first encounter with God as an unbeliever, as somebody that's not saved, is to get saved. He said the prayer of a wicked man is what abomination to God. So your first communication to your father that is all powerful is that you get saved. Then haven't been saved. Yes, haven't been saved. Now you, see, you now become a son of God. Then as son, you start to wield authority. The power is not your own. Don't get me wrong. By reason of your sonship, you get license to operate in that power. Praise God. It is not your own. That is why you can't boast it's not your own, no, 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 it's not your own. You have the license, it has been given to you by reason of your sonship, you get the power to act as sons, praise the Lord. He said, we shall be strong and carry out exploits. There are things that God wants to do in your home. There are things that God wants to do in your family, in your business, on that job, in your environment, in your estate, that he's just waiting for you. See, God cannot do some of these things by himself. You know, in, in fact, God cannot do most of these things we wish for by himself. He needs you. Two has to work together. Praise God. You know, I was listening to Pastor's message. Um, Genesis 17 from verse 1 to 6. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be what? blameless. God appeared to Abraham while he was old. While power, human strength couldn't carry him. And he said, I have power. Come, let's walk together. (laughs) Praise God. God didn't come to Abraham when he was 30 years old. God didn't come to him when he was 20 years old. God didn't come to him when he was 50 years old. When he was 99 years old, God appeared to Abraham and said, I have power. Walk before me and be blameless. So it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how frail you are. It doesn't matter how dejected you are. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter how long you've been disappointed. He said, I have power. Walk before me and be what? Blameless. That's the condition. God has given us so many promises, but the challenge Christians have, the challenge we have is the process to get that promise. That's the problem. Papa Chris is a big man, praise God. If Papa Chris promises me $10 million today, that he will give me on Monday, will my attitude change? Say the truth now. (laughs) My attitude will not change, though. It will not change. Praise God. No, no, listen now. Let's not add faith. Let's be real, yeah? Uh In Papa Chris's status now, if he promises me $10 billion, my attitude will not change. Why? Because I know, I love him, but I know he doesn't have $10 billion now, Right? Do you understand? Uh-huh. So let's not uh, I want to go somewhere, so just come now. Papa Chris is blessed, super rich, you know now, yeah? So that's not even the point. Praise God. <laughs> praise God. But if L.M. Mox promised me $10 billion, my attitude will change. He says he will give me on Monday. What will happen to my attitude? I will change. My disposition will change. I'll start prizing things. Praise God. I'll start looking out for things. Praise God. <laughs> He's giving me on Monday, oh, praise the Lord. Today's Wednesday, yeah? Now, listen, this is what the Holy Spirit told me. What I'm supposed to be doing between now and Monday is that in the morning, I was sending him me a message. Hello, sir, hope you are doing well today. Hope you ate well. Hope your food digested. Hope you slept well. Okay, this, this will happen on Thursday. Then on Friday, is there any way I can be of service to you? What am I trying to do? I'm trying to keep a relationship. Do you understand? This is with man. Um, so that, they say out of sight is out of... I'm trying to remain relevant around His court. Do you understand what I'm talking about now? Praise God. So when God says, walk before me and be blameless, it means you're supposed to be checking in on me. You're supposed to be walking side by side. I'm taking you somewhere. Because you are 99 years old, you don't have the capacity to go there, but just walk before me. Why? Because I am almighty. So by the time you walk and you walk, the Bible is speaking about enough. He said he was not because God took him. Because he walked with God. You cannot walk by somebody and be wondering what the person is doing. You are seeing what the person is doing. And if you walk long enough, you start looking like a person. Have you noticed that couples almost look alike at a particular time in their life? Praise the Lord. God wants to do so much in your life. God wants to do so much in my life. But we have to walk. Praise the Lord. Pastor was talking about having a prejudice, yes. Whatever you do in this, on this side of eternity, it is coined from the prejudice you have before you even encounter that thing. So, can you come to a place where you can trust God and credit God so much so that it doesn't matter where you are in your life. Your heart knows that God is faithful. Listen, do you know the difference between Saul and David? Listen, by our normal standard, Saul is a righteous man. Saul you, not kilo. The, you know, by our natural standard, Saul was upright. But the difference between Saul and David is that Saul will do anything to keep what God has given him. Read the scripture. Everything about Saul was the throne. The people said, because you didn't come, so I did this. Ah, uh, How would they be singing David's song? When I see the king, I will kill him. To keep his throne. But David understood about this on Sunday. David would say, take everything. But just give me that fellowship with God. Listen, there's a part I was reading that blew my mind. When they came to Ziglad And they had taking their children and their wives and everything away. The men that we are, the Bible says, were disgruntled men. The nobodies. That were nothing before David. Do you know how it feels? To bring out somebody from the gutter. And the person will not be planning to kill you. You say, do you know where I brought you up from? This men that were nothing. That David helped their life. <laughs> Praise God. They thought about killing him. What was David busy doing? He was consulting with God. David cared so much about God. Not about any other thing. This is a man that was anointed king. Little wonder when he got to the point where he could have killed Saul. He said, no, I'm, I'm not touching God's anointed. Because he understood the principle of... He, no wonder God called him the apple of my eyes. He knew how to tickle God. He, and God swore, and said to you, David, see, there's no time your child won't be sitting as king in Israel. That's the man that knew God. You have to know God. Praise the Lord. You have to know God, though. Wait. There's a scripture I'm looking for. You have to know God. There's something pastor said in John 3, from verse 6 to 8. What I'm looking for is um, Ephesians 6. 11 to 13. But let's see John 3, 6 to 8 first. Where he said, no one knows where the wind comes from. If your unbelieving friends can predict your move, you are not safe." Okay. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be what? Born again. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes, where it comes from, and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Listen, do you know why it is like that? Because you are of a different spirit. Before you got saved, as a human being, the engine room of your spirit was being propelled by the devil. So the next person that is propelled by the devil can understand you. But when you get saved, there is a change of engine room. Like Pastor was saying with us, you are the same body. You are the same... In fact, your name doesn't change. It remains the same. But the difference is that there's a new spirit to carry on the inside of you. Listen, we are a product of the spirit that we carry on the inside of us. Praise God. The reason why evil men do evil is because the spirit they carry on the inside of them is evil. So, when being children of light... We, being carriers of the Holy Spirit, we ought to do what? Righteousness. We ought to do what? Goodness. Now, so, it's only somebody that is filled of the Spirit, like I'm filled of the Spirit, that will understand what I'm doing. That is why he says, it is foolishness. Pastor, you know, made a comment. He said, there are things you do, and your neighbors will look at you and call you st- stupid. They don't praise. Praise God. <laughs> because you're not not mine anymore. Praise God. You see now? Because you're not... Just Bone, you know, blood and flesh. You're not just normal anymore, right? What is driving you is the Spirit of God. So that's why you can say when men are saying there's a casting down, you throw up your hands. Because there's a spirit on the inside of you that is telling you, come, you are lifted here. Men, see, there are things you can see. Don't blame small disciples. They cannot see what you see, they don't have capacity to see what you see. If they see what you see, then they will praise like you praise. Praise God someone didn't get that if your neighbor can see what you see they'll praise like you praise ephesians 6 11 to 13 there's something i'm looking for it says to put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy you know it was my girl is that you know body scripture towards my you know do you know what it means you know what wiles means deception tricks it's not it, it's not, it's not it, it's not it it's not sub. there's no substance in it it's just a trick, it's a small screen we don't have time but I'll refer to some scriptures, praise God Matthew 4, when the devil came to tempt Jesus Christ, it was a small screen it wasn't real he said, and I will give you those are wows, those are tricks they come to check if you believe what you said in church on Sunday Yes, so listen, the devil has no problem with what we hear it's what you do after you hear. That's where the problem is. <laughs> Praise God. But in your life, faith will come by hearing. I hearing of the word of God. Our faith will grow by what we hear in Jesus' name. But in the real sense, you can come to church a billion times in a year. And the devil will not worry about you. Because you don't do anything with it. What is the point? Maybe I don't count in this matter. <laughs> what is the point going to the gym? When if they come to fight you, you just run away. <laughs> what, what, what's the need for it? <laughs> praise, praise God. <laughs> what, what is really the need for it? Praise God. Eh? To keep fit, That's So what they say to just keep fit. Eh? But see, what you hear, what we hear in church is to equip us, is to energize us to go and do battle. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to save up the tricks of the enemy. School is starting next Monday, Abby. And some people are already, you know, pressured. Some people are sick. So, listen, now you carry them. Come here and day now. Praise God. Listen, I want to ask a very honest question. Has God done one thing for you? Yes. Can you just trust God? That's what he's saying. Now. From Sunday, that's just what he's saying. Your God has all the capacity. He's not limited. In fact, the reason why they don't give you some of the things you pray for you so it doesn't destroy you. It's not because they can't give you. It's not because they can't give, they can't give me. Praise God. Somebody will say, God has failed me. See, when my eyes was opened to this thing, I repented again and again and again. Somebody will say, God has failed me. God has failed me. And you know, it just rests in my spirit. How do you say, I fail an exam I didn't sit for? Can you fail an exam you're not sitting down for? No. When you say, God has failed, did God really sit for that exam with you? Did God tell you to go and do that thing you did? Did God send you to that place you went? Was there an agreement? Did he tell you, like David did, Go. He say, he didn't just say go. Ha, David, now wonderful guy. He didn't just say go. He said, Will I? He went further. Just you know some of us once he said go, we'll just sir. You don't say go with that. Right? That's why he says he is he's the apple of he he knows how to put God to attend to him. That's why, even when he sinned, and you know, they gave him options, he said, Let me just fall into the hands of God. That's somebody that understands God, that's somebody that knows God. How do you say God has failed in your life when he didn't sit for that exam with you? How? God never fails oh, And he's never late. But the earlier you start trusting God, the better for you. <laughs> Praise God. Because he cannot force it on you. You have to trust him. You have to what? Trust him. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. All, not some. Praise God. You have to what? Trust him. You have to trust in the Lord. That is Proverbs 3 from verse 5 to 6. And there's a part I like there that Pastor you know, made reference to. He said, lean. What it means is to lean for support. You rest. Not on your understanding because you cannot do it on your own. There are some things I don't need to pray about, like to put food in my mouth. I don't need to pray about it now. They don't really cook the food. God has provided the food, They've, they served me. To eat it i don't need to pray praise god i just thank god for the food and i eat but there are times in your life when you yourself know see i can look good now and you don't know what i'm dealing with but when i go to the back of my corner i will throw these things aside and i'll kneel down and i'll tell him father see you know i don't have the capacity for this some of us we are born smart some of us, we are born intelligent. Some of us, we are born of lodos. So, our life only consists of God. That we are anything at all, is that we are... See, listen. That is why, see, when somebody prays and he prays aloud. When somebody jumps and he jumps... Wait, you are looking at the person. The person understands, he says, is tied to that thing. So, if you take that in the way, he's nothing but a shell. You just make noise. and nothing. Praise God. Can you come to the point where you can say, I know that all things are working together for my good." That when they bring suggestions to you, you can say, I know. That when things crop into your mind that tells you you are too small, you say, my God is big. Yes, I may be small, but one with God is in the majority. Yes, I may be small, but I have God by my side. And my God is the owner of the silver and the gold. There's no denying the fact that I'm little, but I have a God that is bigger than you. Praise God. Now, that is why David could run to Goliath. Because size with God doesn't matter. Ah, you know, see, it's a partiality. Pastor of preaching and sharing with us. It's a partiality to compare man to God. Because there's no equation. You can't match that. That's the God we have. So, don't see me finish. I'm not just me standing here. I have a God by my side. There's a God that we're, we're all supposed to lean on. You know, my wife will say something, you know, even up till now, if my wife pick, picks up her phone now and calls her father, no matter what it is, her father will look for it and give to her. How much more your father in heaven? Let me say that again. My wife, yeah? Today, she picks up her phone now and calls her father for five million dollars. Her father will look for that money. By morning, she'll get the alert. That's say earthly father. It tickles him to see her call requesting for something. Why? Because she doesn't request. So once there is a request, you see him rushing to do. See, your father is expecting you to, your heavenly father. The Bible is speaking. He said, Jesus Christ has died. Where is Christ now? He's by the right hand of God making intercessions for you. What it means is that Christ is not sleeping over your matter. He's making intercessions for you. Why can't you just open your mouth and ask? He said, if you ask and what? If you ask and doubt not, you shall have whatsoever you. Once you don't doubt. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? just Open your mouth tonight and just begin to begin to tell God, God, you know where I am, you know where I am right now. You see me, you see me, Lord. Help me, oh God, help me, oh God, to trust you. Help me, oh God, to trust you. There is no other alternative, you are my final alternative. You are the first alternative, you are the last alternative. For in you, I live, I move, and I have my being. You are my existence. You are my victory you are my testimony you are everything i have nobody beside you lord help me lord help me he said where else can we go? you have the words of eternal life we go nowhere without your presence going with us you you have to go hey you have to be with us lord help us lord help us for we know with you we win it doesn't matter how long We've cried. It doesn't matter how long we've waited. It doesn't matter how feeble our bones have become. With you, we win. With you, we are more than a conqueror. Lord, help us. Uh, The battles of this life, oh God, we can't fight this on our own. The man of God preaching was talking about the Levitans in the life of people. In our country, Lord, we can't fight these people on our own. They are fierce. They are powerful. But Lord, we have you. You have a business of killing Levitans. That's what you do. You bring them to nothing. You have a business of bringing giants down. When Pharaoh asked, who is this God? When he found out who the God was, he was in the bottom of the sea. That's the God you are. When Goliath challenged you, when he found out who you are, his head was severed for his shoulder. That's the God you are. You are all powerful. You speak a thing and it comes to pass. Because you live in time and time is in your control. Everything is in your control. We give you praise tonight, Jesus. I will commit our every battle to you. We bring it all to you because you are the champion. You never run away from a battle. They, they say they, they, the enemies that skip like rams at the sound of your name. So we bring all to you tonight. You are the solution finder. You know how to make a way where men say there is no way. You are a master in confounding the wise. That is what you do. You have all capacity. No man can tell you what to do. Who has spoken and it comes to pass when you have not spoken? <laughs> Who has spoken and it comes to pass when you have not spoken? Oh, eh, eh, halalala, Come Coming up, your mother begins to pray in the Holy Ghost in this place. All power belongs to you, O God. The heavens and the earth will fade away. Hey, but not one drop of your word of our life will come to pass. Not one drop of your word will come to pass without fulfilling that for which it has been sent. Have you said it? Will you not do it? Have you decreed it? Will it not come to pass? We bless you, O oh God. We bless you, O oh God. Waymaker, miracle walker, promise keeper. light in my darkness, my God, that is who you are.
0: You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Squaringpa Expressway, near next Kashankari, Abuja, 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays for telephone 09-290-9000 or 7 3 You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.